we are back for the Oscar Rewind podcast. We're here to discuss uh, five nominated films, including the winner of every single Oscar ceremony for the Best Picture. Uh, of course, we've already discussed the first four films for the 1980 Oscars, for the 1979 films. And so today we are here to break down the winner. We are back once again to discuss another crowning winner from the Academy, and that is going to be the uh, relatively well-regarded film, Kramer versus Kramer. What better way to have a discussion about a married couple getting divorced than a engaged couple getting married uh, or later <laughs> this year? So, you know, we're just oh, the most God. fit people to discuss this. It's a preparing us for uh, our future, right? A, a few years' time. <laughs> But, you know, to help break everything down is big fan of fried chicken, Andrea Tennis. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, I'm an even bigger fan of French toast, just so you know. French toast is pretty awesome. Anyway, so... <laughs> anyway, so... I'm doing good, um... We've been on a little bit of break right now, uh, which is nice. We had a three-day weekend from work, and I really enjoyed it. We got to hang out with uh, Quentin's aunt and uncle, which was a lot of fun. Had a good time. I haven't seen them in, like, over two years, even though they live, like, 35 minutes away. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, other than that, I really enjoyed our time off. Yeah. When you said time off, I thought you meant time off from the podcast. That's what I thought you were saying, because it did take us about, it takes us about three weeks to a month every single time to record, because Andrea keeps dragging her feet on a year that she picked. I did not drag my my okay. feet on this one um, mm. at all, so I don't know what you're talking about with the holidays. I think, you know, we were just a little behind with all the hustle and bustle. All right. Okay, that's fair. But yeah, so I thought that's what he meant by break. But yes, we have also had a break from work. So we figured, you know what? What better time to sit down and record another episode than now? So we're here to discuss Kramer versus Kramer. A lot of people have given it a comparison to Marriage Story, uh, another Oscar-nominated film for 2019, which was really the year that I started following the Oscars pretty avidly. And you know what? I, I can see the comparison. I would say they're pretty, pretty close. I've heard the comparison that Joker and Taxi Driver are very similar. It fits themes and the look a bit, but I, I think they're pretty, you know, I think you could tell them apart. I think they stand on their own two feet, but Mare's story really is almost carbon copy of Kramer vs. Kramer. Yeah, I think they're like very... There are a couple differences, but not much. It's it's very close. Yeah, and I definitely think I think we're pretty apt to discuss the differences here. We just uh -huh. watched Kramer vs. Kramer. Marriage Story is famously, I believe, probably my top forty of all time. I think mm -hmm. it's a fantastic film. So I've I've watched it a few times. So I feel like we're the best people to really discuss the differences between these two. Although we're probably the first people to watch Kramer vs. Kramer second out of the two. I feel like everyone has seen this one first since it's, you know, a good 30 years older. But before we discuss Kramer vs. Kramer, uh, we can talk about the nominations and wins this film received. Mm -hmm. It was nominated for Supporting Actor. It was nominated for Supporting Actress. It was nominated for Cinematography. And it was nominated for Editing. 
and it lost all four of those. <gasps> and so obviously it won Best Picture. That's why we saved it for last year. It won Lead Actor. It won Supporting Actress. So it got two noms. It won one of them. It won Directing and it won Screenplay. Yeah, I 100% think those are all well-deserved. Yeah, I think I, I think it was pretty good on the board for all of these. Uh, the ones that should have won, I think it did end up winning. Uh, maybe cinematography for a nomination. That seems a bit interesting. Maybe on a rewatch, I'll maybe appreciate it more. But I thought the cinematography was kind of just fine. I didn't really think there was anything too outstanding. So I'm surprised it even got the nomination. It didn't seem like a big cinematography push. Hmm. And I, I really like the directing for this film. But so you know, I guess the Academy was super into it as well yeah. because I'm almost kind of shocked that the last film we discussed, Apocalypse Now, didn't get best directing. I thought the directing in that had some really good choices that, you know, uh, I guess they wanted to give more attention to Kramer versus Kramer. So it, that one came out mm -hmm. on top. Uh, overall, yeah, it won five of the nine nominations it was given. So, you know, over 50% mm -hmm. win rate here. And yeah, I do think it's mostly deserved. For those that haven't seen this film, we can kind of walk you through it. But very similar to the story of Marriage Story, except uh, I would say the first 45 minutes uh, definitely has a different feel for it. Um, I feel like Marriage Story is basically the last hour of Kramer vs. Kramer, but like twice as long. Yeah. Uh, this movie's only an hour and 45 minutes, a bit less than that. And... Mm -hmm the first 45 minutes really only the last hour is the custody fight for the child the first 45 minutes really is very first scene we see meryl streep waiting for dustin hoffman to get home and as soon as he gets there she tells him that she's leaving she's leaving him and the kid she needs to be by herself and uh, get some independence and then Bam, right off the bat, we, we, we don't see her. I, I was wondering when she's coming back because she's on the freaking poster. I was wondering when, where's Meryl Streep? She's nowhere to be found for the first 45 minutes. She comes in a bit later, but uh, the first 45 minutes really is Dustin Hoffman and uh, what, what's the child actor's name? Uh, Justin Henry. Just learning how to live with just the two of them without their you know, wife and mother. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, two very separate films. One is a very sweet, beautiful mm -hmm. story of these two who really always relied on their, you know, wife and mother. You know, they both relied on Meryl Streep to, to, to hold this family together. And you kind of get this beautiful story of the two of them becoming best friends mm -hmm. and becoming adaptable with each other. They work so well off each other. And then we transition to, you know, the, the much, much harsher storyline but what did you think of it you know it's really in two separate parts here what was your thoughts on this first section i absolutely loved it it kind of started showing how close he wasn't with his son like they weren't super close because he spent most of his time with his mother but it's the famous french toast scene in the very beginning that really gets you to just kind of show how chaotic their life is and then at the very end, well, there's the other comparison to the last French toast scene. Which is awesome. Which was amazing because the comparison was like day and night. Um, but Dustin Hoffman was amazing and Billy the Sun was great as well. I really liked their relationship. 
I like how it showed how rocky it was until, you know, they were just super close. And it definitely made me cry. It was good. Yeah, this is, uh, honestly, as a whole, a much happier film than Marriage Story. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was probably close to tearing up a few times. Didn't get too, too, you know, uh, depressed or anything. But, you know, I definitely was loving the relationship between these two. And like you said, I think the French toast scene at the beginning of this segment of the film mm -hmm. and almost the near end of the movie is, it's, 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 it's great. It really is. Where he's making the French toast. Whisking the eggs in a cup, not even in a bowl. Like he, he's just yeah. so frazzled because he just found out that she was leaving him. And yeah. now he has to take his kid to school. And it's great because, yeah, he's trying to put the toast in. And the yeah. kid's saying he doesn't like his toast ripped apart. And he's like, it's bread. It, it tastes the same either way. Like, Dustin's just so, just like chaotic. He doesn't really know what's going on. He's just so frazzled. And he's like putting the coffee grinds in. Mm -hmm. And the kid is like, well, you're putting too much. Mom always puts way less. And he's like, well, you know what? Your mom makes a weak coffee. I like my coffee strong. Like he's yeah. like getting very defensive, like how he's already getting compared to how he's looking after him. Uh, it's great. And then obviously the final moment with the two of them when they're Sorry. getting ready for Meryl to take him away. They're making yeah. French toast again. He's using the bowl. The kid's whisking it. He learned how to properly whisk it after mm -hmm. Dustin showed him in the first scene. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really cute moment. So it's so good. And you know, there's definitely the sad undertones of his wife leaving him, but that's what makes the first 45 minutes to 50 minutes of the film really great. It's just them growing, um, together and really learning from each other and how to live with each other. And then they really form that bond. And, you know, Dustin is a huge businessman at the beginning of the film. Um, and that's why he, before Meryl leaves, he kind of is like, are you kidding me? You're doing this. I just got, like, the big client. And now he has to take care of his child, plus be a businessman and be on time for everything. And he really kind of just struggles with, holding the balance between those two. Yeah, it really is uh, a, an arc for Dustin Hoffman, where at the very beginning, as soon as he comes in, she wants to talk to him about something, and he doesn't even notice. He's too busy answering other phones and talking to her about how great his promotion is or the big client he just got. Mm -hmm. Like He's so focused on him, he doesn't realize that Meryl Streep has something major that she needs to talk to him about. So right off the bat, you kind of get this idea, okay, he's very in his own world, he doesn't really appreciate his family. And this arc throughout the rest of the movie really is he's shifting his focus where, you know, as soon as she leaves, he has to take care of his son. That's priority. So he keeps looking after him. Mm -hmm. he, he leaves work because his son's sick. He's always late because he's taking his son to school and he's always there for his son. Like he decided that being a good father is more important that being a good employee because he was at the top of his A game when it came to mm -hmm. work, but because he was so focused on looking after his son and handling his wife leaving him, uh, he starts doing worse in work. And on the flip side, Meryl Streep, who did such a great job of looking after the kid, is now focused on work. They kind of both shifted mm -hmm. their focuses. And, you know, we don't get much of Meryl's story until maybe the last 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, which does kind of shift our focus on who we're rooting for. But I think both of the parents clearly have, you know, communication issues. They can't really express what they've been feeling all this time. 
but they also have both been shifting their focus. They've kind of turned into the other. Yeah, the shift is one of my favorite parts. I love how like he was like this businessman at first, but then he his focus shifts towards his child. You know, like he is late for these meetings and he's making his boss super nervous. Like he keeps saying um, to where basically he ends up losing his job because of it because he's trying to be a good father. Someone's picking on Billy at school. Um, I don't remember if he gave him a black eye or somehow he got like hit and you know, his work is mad at him because he had to leave and go take care of his child. Kind of blew my mind <laughs> that someone could actually get in such big trouble for like taking care of their child basically. Yeah. And then we also get introduced to the friend of both the parents. And, you know, we find out later that she may have given some advice to Meryl Streep that if she doesn't feel safe in this relationship, then she probably should leave, right? It's, it's, it's how she feels, which, you know, we don't get that revealed till later. But in hindsight now, even the friend looked at the two and saw that Dustin Hoffman probably isn't what's best for the mother and child. Mm -hmm. And he's just so focused on work. And... The shift in her point of view, where she is now understanding that he cares about his son. He really wants this family to work. And she feels really bad. Where at court, she's yeah. defending him, saying, you don't understand. He has been there for his son the entire time you've been gone. Like, he really cares. For the last 18 months, he has sacrificed everything to be there. And that just goes to show he, he got a lower paid job because he got fired. He's taken all these uh. hits for his son. And that's just a really great perspective just through the friend because she's kind of yeah. like us she's looking she's like an observer of these two and she kind of is kind of the voice of us really no exactly i really i really like the friend you kind of learn to love her as well because she becomes so close to dustin hoffman and i'll tell i'll say this for us for like a smidge second i thought they were gonna like have a love affair or something I, i'm glad they didn't i'm, I'm glad they didn't either that would have like really kind of messed things up but they were just like so close like i guess it would then it was probably more like brother and sister bond kind of kind of thing um but i really like them they were really good together yeah yeah i got the vibe that they were just long-term friends yeah and then even she she was also in a divorce and then mm -hmm. at the end of the film she is going to give it another try with her with her ex-husband so it just shows you that like divorce just in, even in this world is just so common that's really the case now like divorce happens all the time in the real world and so to have a film about how terrible it is and how much money it costs and how much work it is and your appearance right we this is all in marriage story as well the cost mm -hmm. and the appearance you need to be at the same town as the kid to make it seem like you're like right close to the child need to have a well-paying job. You need to like look consistent yep. and presentable and keep a cool composure. And that's why when he did lose his job, he was like, how could you do this to me? He's like, we've been really good friends. You're not only my boss, but you're my friend. And you know, I'm getting ready to go to court for my kid to get sole custody. And you just like, it's the best thing for me, man. Let's just like wipe our hands clean. Kind of blew my mind. Yeah, the uh, that yeah that scene was really great. How yeah. him basically pleading to his friend slash boss to keep him the job because he needs it to have a good look in front of his 
child when he gets the custody for it. Yeah, that, that, that was a great scene. Was he good. was literally begging. He was like, please, please don't do this. And it, it was a really great moment. Uh, Dustin Hoffman and really this entire cast, uh, great performances. Uh, no wonder Dustin Hoffman won lead actor. No wonder Meryl Streep won supporting actress. No wonder the kid and the friend both got nominated. Like So good. A child got nominated for a performance. Well-deserved. The friend also got nominated. She had some great moments. A great cast all around. One of the strongest group of performances we've yeah. I've probably ever had while doing this discussion. Mm -hmm. I would probably put this and Network as like the two best ensembles where like everyone in this film is giving it their all. Like this is a really? yeah. all-star cast. So I thought they were all really great. Is this Dustin Hoffman's only win? It might be. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that. There were just so many good parts from this, uh, from this movie. And then, you know, there's also the scene where Billy's at the top of the monkey bars where he's climbing that thing. And then the friend goes over there to try to help him, but she misses him and he falls on the concrete and like cuts his eyes super bad. Dustin Hoffman just running down the street with him was crazy. He was cutting off cars. He didn't care what he had to do to get to the hospital. Yeah, it was a pretty cool one shot too yeah. of him just constantly running down every street. Like all there was was just like no score in the background. Mm -hmm. It was just the cars and him yelling and panicking. Yeah. It was a pretty great shot. I'm confident that it was a doll that he was carrying in that shot. <laughs> but um, You kept saying that. I, if anybody's listening right now, I would bet million dollars that was a doll it was flopping around like crazy yeah i think i i, I think i got it probably that's probably. an easy million dollars whoever wants to challenge me give me a call but <laughs> yeah i i think for sure that was a doll yeah but that doesn't take away from the fact that it was a really great scene i just couldn't help notice that that one like was flip-flopping quite a bit i was like man <laughs> little billy over there is having a tough time i don't know what happened <laughs> But I, you know, we can get into like the second segment of the film, which is when Meryl Streep returns as she brings in the chaos yep. and the pain. And, um, you know, it is delicious. This is really where the film starts picking up. You kind of enjoy the you... slow burn. But, and, yeah. and, then, and then you see that scene. I, I love the scene where she messages him to meet her and they're sitting at this nice little restaurant. They're having their glass of white wine, drinking it. Yuck. And then, <laughs> and then she gives him the news that she wants custody. And whew, that scene where he literally stands up, throws his, white, his wine glass against the wall. My God, that was so good. He, I really thought he, like, he was pissed. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was a, it was a tough scene. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of made him realize what's about to go down. Yeah, it, yeah. it gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Like I like it caught me off guard too. Like he just he was so upset because he's like bonded with his son so much. Just the thought of losing him just like tore him apart in that moment. Yeah. Because we just spent forty five minutes of the father son yeah. bonding to then have this scene. Like I feel like the audience itself is also like pissed off. Mm -hmm. Like we're boiling up too. Like this is crazy how we're doing this to him. And so when he throws that glass, like it's kind of like a relief mechanism. We're just mm -hmm. thinking, thank goodness. Yeah. Like this is terrible cuts to 
him with his lawyer, being told it's going to be a bunch of money, and the odds are very unlikely because it normally goes towards the wife when it comes to uh, getting the child. He even asked what, what Billy's age was, and I think he said seven. Yeah. And he's like, oh, they're going to lean towards the mother. Yeah. When seven years old, they go to the mom. Yep. Dustin's like, but I have like, I, I thought I had a clean cut case, baby. <laughs> she was gone for 18 months. Yeah. Like, bada boom, bada bing. Like, yeah. he was with me the whole time. I did just fine. Like, what is happening? Yeah. And to be fair, like, at that moment, I thought it was a clear cut case, too. But, you know, this, yeah, he had some great points. He, he just. And then you see the, the one of the really good parts, like right after he loses his job, he just like literally like goes guns blazing with the newspaper. You know, he finds someone to interview, and he will not say he will not take no for an answer. It was awesome. It, it was, was a good moment. So good. It was uh, probably the only win Dustin will get for the rest of this movie, but it was a yeah. good win. Yeah, when he was pleading to the two of them to give him the job, Andrew seemed a bit nervous. I felt pretty confident he was getting it because even they were like, just, you're getting paid way less than what you're worth. Like you're clearly, you know, well fit for a job like this, but this is below your pay rate. And he was just like, I'll do it if you give it to me now. Get, like he needed it. He needed this win. I love the Christmas vibe. So he, like walks mm -hmm. out after getting the job and it was like the celebration with this friendly music. Yeah, I, I thought that was that was a great win for Dustin and really, you know, uh, the, the, is his last win. I, I feel like after this, mm -hmm. it's all downhill for our boy Hoffman. I think for me, I was just worried he would be too pushy and he'd, like, upset them. He did get pushy. Yeah. He was very pushy. So I was just really happy. And now that you bring it up, that was really cool how he walked out and, like, the whole office is celebrating. Yeah. And it's kind of, yeah, kind of a victory for him as well. Wow. Huge victory. Yeah. Yeah. But we really get to the courtroom, which is really the, the meat on this bone here. Mm -hmm. um, we get Meryl Streep up there first, and she's pleading her case. And her story is actually great. We finally get her yeah. point of view, her perspective of all of this. And it is really good. I feel like it's one that was needed, just about how she did have a job that once she got married, she just no stopped more. working. Yep. And she never really had her independence. She was just the house mom that looked after the kid and just helped out Dustin Hoffman's success. She lived in the shadow, which is very similar. Once again, uh, now that we're in the courtroom here, uh, we're basically beat for beat marriage story, really, where just like marriage story, they're sitting there and, you know, Scarlett was under Adam's shadow and Meryl's under Dustin's shadow. It really fits that theme as to why mm -hmm. both of them wanted the divorce and both of them want to have the kid to just get their own family and be themselves. Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, we, we're following the point of view of the men in both of these films, which is interesting how they're the same point of view. But so you're kind of rooting so for them. Yeah, it, it, it really is interesting. But we have her telling her story. We then get the friend, who then they ask the friend, which that reveal of... Well, did you not tell her to get away from him because he was so overwhelming? And she was like, well, I told her to get away if that's how she felt. I was just trying to be supportive. But listen, I've been with Dustin the last 18 months and he has really done everything he can for this kid. Like he has sacrificed so much. Like you can't do this to him. And they were like, ah, 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 you answer the question, get out of here, get out. And, well, and, the, and that's one of the best parts about this film because, like, they keep, like, and I know that they did it on purpose, but the lawyers kept cutting people off and they were trying to tell a little bit more. But then, like, basically, 
Uh, Meryl finds out he basically lost his job just because she he was taking care of their son. And you kind of just see it in her eyes, like that she's like, wow, she's like, he really has changed, and he really is a good father. Yeah, I really think Meryl Streep absolutely killed mm -hmm. it in the courtroom scene. She didn't get much. That's why she was mm -hmm. in supporting actress. I really thought she was lead until we started watching it. I was like, oh no, this is not a lead performance. She's 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 not in it that much. But yeah. for a supporting actress, might be one of the best supporting actress performances ever. That was so good. And, and to be fair, if they put her in lead, I'd buy it. Like she was a major character in this film. She had a lot of input in this story. So it would have been fine. I would have still bought it. But as a supporting actor, sorry, as a supporting actress, absolutely one of the best. She Held was it. really great. And it's mostly her face and her eyes during the courtroom where Dustin Hoffman is then up there mm -hmm. telling his story. And yeah, when she finds out about the job, when she finds out about how much she's done to like take him to school, look after him, read him books out every mm -hmm. night, like he has really cared for this kid. Uh, yeah, you, you can tell when she's just sitting there, she's, it's dawning on her how much he loves this kid just like her. And it's tough. It's, it, it's, uh, mm -hmm. it was a tough, tough moment. Definitely, definitely. And then the lawyer finally gets to the part where he fell off of the monkey bars or the jungle gym. And Meryl doesn't realize that the lawyer is going to use that against Dustin Hoffman. Of course. Like, oh yeah, like obviously look how good he was taking care of the kid. He fell and like almost lost his eye from this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that and... Just bring up the fact that he's now making less than Meryl Streep because he sacrificed so much to look after the kid. Yeah. And Meryl hasn't been with the kid for the 18 months, right? And now he's in a worse position than her. And I think that uh, those two points that they brought up, he's making less than her. And he almost poked his eye out. Like, he almost injured the kid permanently. Yeah. These two situations were, unfortunately, enough for him to lose the court. He, he lost the fight here. They got the information that he ended up losing yeah. the battle. Meryl Streep gets full custody of the kid. Oh. And, and and that's pretty much uh, near the end of the film. We, we kind of have that you know sad moment where his friends try to comfort him. He's saying his goodbyes to the kid. He's got everything all packed up for the kid to take back to Meryl's new place. Yeah. And then we get the beautiful moment with Meryl and Dustin Hoffman yeah. downstairs where she tells him that all she wanted was for their son to have his room for for their son to be be home and she said she realized that he was always home and she shouldn't have tried to take it which is a beautiful moment mm -hmm. i'm still wondering how they're going to work out the paperwork or are they just going to like i feel like it'd be joint custody i imagine instead of him getting full custody i think she would just want to share the custody that'd be my guess but you know we don't get to that point she just says she doesn't want to actually take him away and then uh, I, I think this ending's perfect. When she goes in the elevator to go up and tell, you know, mm -hmm. their son that she's gonna be staying with Dustin Hoffman, and he's like wiping away her tears and fixing her hair, and she's like, "How do I look?" And he was like, "You look beautiful, right? Or you look stunning? Or what did you mm -hmm. say? You look fantastic." Yeah, something nice. Yeah, he just he, he and he just says, "You look fantastic." And it cuts to her, and she has a smile like, you know, Dustin still loves her, and she still loves him. And then, and then the door closes, and that's it. Which, like, once again, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to keep comparing this to Mary's story, but Mary's story has a very similar moment where they're both closing that gate, and they both look at each other 
loving each other with their eyes, but knowing that they're just not meant to be, and then they close that door. Yeah. Same thing, except this ends up being the final scene, and Mary's story has a different final scene. Yeah. Um, but I thought that, you know, a lot of great comparisons. No complaint on my end. If Mary's story took a few things from this film, that's fine. I think both films are perfect. This is the kind of shit I like. Uh, emotional... Mm -hmm well-acted moments, well-acted scenes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I thought this movie was great. Uh, but what was your thought on the final moments, Andrea? You know, I felt like the last 15 minutes, I was like full, like, full on tears. Like, not like loud sobs or anything, but like I was definitely crying from the moment whenever they're in the park and he tells him, hey, you're gonna go live with your mom. And he has all these questions. Like, what are we, like, where am I gonna sleep? What about my bed? What about you reading books to me? Oh, it was just so good. And he's, he's upset and, you know, he's like, it will be okay. And then, you know, they go into the French toast scene and you see like how much he has learned from him. Well, and, and like, how compatible they are. Incompatible, now. Yeah. yeah. How much they have really bonded. Um, it's just such a drastic change. And then, like you said, it made me really happy when she brought up the clouds in his room because that's a big thing. He has, she has painted these clouds, like you know, since he's been a baby, all the clouds are on his bedroom wall. I really love it. She came there and she's like. He should stay with you. This is the only home he's ever known. Yep. So to take him out of that would be like probably a drastic change for him. Yeah, it was great. Really Honestly, good. I'm trying to decide which one I like more. Do I like Marriage Story more? Or do I like Kramer vs. Kramer? I am literally shocked. I didn't think I would like this film that much. Like, I picked it this year because I wanted to see Kramer vs. Kramer. But... It has completely, like, went above my expectations. Honestly, this is just as good as I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. I knew I'd like this movie just because it gets the comparison to Marriage Story, and I love that film. I well, would still say I prefer Marriage Story, but uh, I think it's because on the rewatch with Marriage Story, I noticed all these little things, and I loved it so much more. So I mm -hmm. wonder um, if a rewatch of this will put it a step above. But for now, I would still say Marriage Story uh, I prefer... But this film is just as incredible. And we you briefly mentioned him saying goodbye to his son in the park, which mm -hmm. was a beautiful moment. The closest I ever got to tearing up was, yeah, he's like, oh, where, well, where will I sleep? He's like, oh, you'll have a new bedroom at your mom's place. Where will my toy? What, what about my toys? toys? Don't worry. We'll drop them off at your mom's place. And then the part that got me was, uh, well, will you still read to me every night? And he like pauses and Dustin is like, no, I won't. And, ah, that was good. I think I think the only reason I was ever questioning this film uh, was because we told we were told that scenes from a marriage was like Marriage Story, and I did not like that film as much as I liked Married. That's fair. Story. No, no. So that's, that's why fair. I doubted it to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really doubt it, mostly because scenes from a marriage is from Ingmar Bergman, which uh, you know I don't necessarily. <laughs> I don't necessarily I know. love his directing, so uh, this one I, I thought I, I, I had hoped for it. I, I was pretty confident I would like this movie, and I did, obviously. Um, so we can quickly talk about some of the nominations it got. 
you know, let's just go through the main four acting here. What was your thoughts on the supporting actor nomination for Justin Henry? Oh my God. Someone on Letterboxd said it the best. This kid is, he was so good. Like he, he acted his little heart out. And I thought he was so much better than the kid that was in Marriage Story. Yep. Like this kid was like on point. Maybe I think him and Dustin just had really great chemistry on on set. Yeah, I think him with the French toast scenes, like the both of them, them saying their goodbyes to the park. Those would be like the three big moments for uh, Justin Henry's character. Mm-hmm. I did think he was really good. I thought it was a great performance. Very worthy of a supporting actor nominee. Yeah, I think there should be more young supporting nominations. Wow. I feel like is people he, don't have it that often. Is he one of the youngest ever to win that? He didn't win. He got nominated. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I thought you said he won. No, I was no, no. Shocked. Uh, no, <laughs> no, he did not. Just kidding. We'll cut that out. So what? No, we're keeping. No, that bad we're boy. not. It's cut out. All right. Well, well, we'll see. I'll do the editing myself. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> If you do the editing, this will be gone. But if you don't, you guys <laughs> are still listening. All right. No. So what did you think of the supporting actress nomination for Jane Alexander, who played the friend? I like the friend. I thought she did a great, she did a really good role with like what she was supposed to be in the film. I liked her. No, no, no. I thought she was great. I, I think she had a very Oscar-y moment with her up on set. Yeah, with her did. up at the podium, um, really explaining that Dustin Hoffman's a great father. I thought that that was a real Oscar moment and, you know, worthy of the nomination. But, what uh, you know, she lost to Meryl Streep for Best Supporting Actress. What did you think of her? I think I think that's fair. I, I, I loved the young Meryl Streep. She was so beautiful. I thought she did a lot with her face, even though I was thinking about Don't Look Up, which we won't talk about. But she she was great. I, I loved her overall. And I, the thing that I like about her more than Scarlett Johansson is the fact that in this film, at the end, she really like she really cared about what her son needed and what her son wanted. Whereas I felt like Scarlett Johansson was a little bit more selfish in her role. So yeah, I thought she did great. I thought Meryl Streep was great. Yeah, I I thought she was fantastic. Her second best performance ever, right after Don't Look Up. That's obviously the best. (laughs) But I thought she was really good in this movie. Uh, You know, I I don't appreciate this ScarJo hate. I thought she was fantastic in her movie as well. She was. She was good. I'm just saying, I liked how it was a little bit different. That's all. I just thought that um, Meryl Streep was a little bit more sensitive to the situation. And then, you know, possibly the best for last, a lead actor for Dustin Hoffman. What do you think of this one? A hundred percent. Out of all the films we watched, yeah, very well deserved. Just like this five or of all all time? Oh, of this five. But, like, it might be up there. I don't know. I hadn't really thought that far. (laughs) No, no, he, he is fantastic. So... I don't think we need to touch too much on the screenplay. I think me and you are on the same page that Mm -hmm. the screenplay here is incredible. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. it's a really great screenplay. Uh, It's up there with the rest of the ones we've discussed. 
over the last, you know, how many Oscar years have we done so far? Out of eight here? Yeah, I think I think this is one of the strongest screenplays we've we've had. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's it's no social network or network. Those two are superior screenplays, but I, I would say <laughs> this is this is this is up there. Might crack I, think the top it, five. I think it's up there. And then don't forget about Taxi Driver. Love that too. I didn't forget. So <laughs> you didn't name it. <laughs> what? Oh, must have been a mistake. So, what do you think of the directing? I thought the directing was really good. I I liked a lot of the things that the director did. I like I've already said I really loved where everyone was up on the court stand and they really wanted to like say more than yes or no. Like those little parts I loved, and then the lawyers like just no or yes. Like they're so like mean, but like you kind of just get so much from that little moment. So I like that directing choice. Yeah, and I like the directing choice of having the first 45 minutes just be about them bonding mm -hmm. and about how important and crucial they are for each other's lives. Um, in the middle of the moment when I was watching, I was thinking, oh, well, this is not what I thought it was going to be about. So this is interesting. Yeah. Um, but now looking back, it felt very important for us to see how important uh, the, the kid was to Dustin Hoffman. I think it really drew the audience in. Yeah. Just because at the very beginning you kind of get a little bit, a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth about Dustin Hoffman, but then after you spend this forty-five minutes with them developing their relationship, it, it yeah, it was really good. He did such a great job. Um, I love a young Dustin Hoffman as well. He's very handsome. So. <laughs> That's right. That. That's good to know. Yes. Yeah. So this film, you know, now comparing it to all of the other Oscar winners that we've discussed. So in reference, King's Speech, Going My Way, Driving Miss Daisy, Oliver, Gandhi, Wings, Rocky, and Kramer vs. Kramer. So that this is uh, the new boy joining the club here. You know, a similar path as the rest of these. It was also nominated for editing, as we already discussed, which it was the case for all of them except for Wings which I think is a gray area. It was the first one. It got nominated for really nothing but two yeah. awards, including Best Picture. So it wasn't nominated for much. Um, and then obviously Driving Miss Daisy. Or no, no, sorry. Driving Miss Daisy got editing. Is that the only one? Yeah. Uh, every film, but you know, the, the gray area with, ring, with Wings was nominated for editing. So there's that going for it. And I believe, you know, aside from Wings once again, which is the constant outlier... He's also nominated for screenplay. So I feel like that's a trend going on. If, if you're nominated for screenplay and for editing and for directing, you know, directing wings, the outlier once again. And this one is with driving Misty's. That one doesn't have a directing nomination. So directing screenplay and editing. Interesting mm -hmm. that those keep appearing with these. It seems like those are the three main ones that keep Boys. popping up. Now, even in cinematography, I guess I'm just noticing that here now. The only two, which might be interesting here, that didn't get nominated for cinematography, aside from Wings, because, you know, once again, it, it literally Wings got engineering effects and best picture. That's it. That's all it was nominated for. Uh, the first year had, like, five categories, so it's, it's hard to compare that. True. It's the outlier for everything. But there was Driving Miss Daisy and Rocky, that didn't have cinematography. Everything else did, including Kramer vs. Kramer, which cinematography is kind of like the question mark, right? 
But the fact that, yeah, that seems to be a consistent thing as well is interesting. So, you know, it seems like they keep going for a lot of the bigger awards that keep popping up uh, with all of these films. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. Yeah, and I've heard that editing is the is the main one. I, so far, it's been in every single movie, and I've heard it's been in all of them but, like, three overall. <laughs> yeah, so really, even this year, which we'll be getting the nominations in a few weeks, uh, may, maybe the week this podcast comes out we'll we'll have to see no no this will be up no this no this will be up before the Uh nominations but when the nominations come up there's gonna be 10 nominations for best picture guys but just keep in mind there's only gonna be five for editing those are the only five real contenders let's be real all right (laughs) i'm just saying your best picture yeah that's how you do that oh yeah that's what makes sense yeah Uh, the other five are just there to Enjoy their seats. They're warming up the seats for the real winners. True. Yeah. So before we wrap up Kramer vs. Kramer, Andrea, one final thing we got to do. What is your storyboard for this film? So for those of mm-hmm. you that don't know, you know, we already discussed going my way briefly when I was listing off the winners here. But when we were discussing that film, one of the other nominations it got was Best Film Story, which is not a thing in any other Oscar year, just for that year for some weird reason and we decided just for fun every movie from here on out we're going to discuss what our film story would be for which is basically a film board of two to three sentences long a quick elevator pitch for this movie so andrea you're in an elevator with some big exec you got your kid you got your kid at home you want to get money to support him so you really need this job what's your elevator pitch for this story Um, I think I would go with father and son build a strong bond, but then mother comes back into the picture, wins custody battle, but then overall does the right thing for the kid. A little bit of spoiler there in the elevator pitch. Whoa. All right. I think mine (laughs) is going to be a father and son bond together as they become their only family and then boop. Mom pops in and takes the kid. <laughs> Good one. That's great. Yeah. Or, or maybe tries to take Killing the kid. It. There you go. Keep it a little vague for, uh, for our guy in the elevator. Well, that's everything on our end. Um, you know, in a few weeks time or, you know, maybe in like two months when Andrew wants to record, oh we will God. be doing our own ceremony next episode where we discuss Norma Ray, Breaking Away, Apocalypse Now, all that jazz, and of course, Kramer versus Kramer, to figure out what movie we claim to be the best, to have our own little awards for different movies, for, you know, best performances, best script. Uh, who knows what else we'll have to discuss. And then, of course, at the end, we will announce the next year we are going to be diving into for the Oscars. Well. Yes. That we will. All right, before I close it out, <laughs> you can follow us on Letterboxd. Andrea is at Andrea Train Emoji. Also- I'm at Quentin Phillipson. What's your score for <laughs> this movie? Honestly, it's, I feel like it's going to be ranked really high for me. I mean, I have Marriage Story at a five star. And like I said, I feel like it, it was right up there with it. So, at the end of the day, I'm going to either give it a, a 4.5 or a 5. 
So you have Mare's Story out of five, and you said this is better than Mare's Story. No, I didn't and say so it was m- better. It might be a 4.5. No, you're twisting my words. That's not what I okay, said. All right. I said it's on the same level. I don't think it's better than Marriage Story, unlike someone here. <laughs> I didn't say that! But I'm still going to give this a five. You know, it's not better than Marriage Story, but yeah, it's, it's pretty much in the ballpark there. And- I think it's great. That's everything on our end here, guys. Have a great day. Bye.